Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allow the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Hello, everyone. You have joined Marge Bowen, and I'm here with Margaret Miller, and we are The Mystic Margaritas, here to share our magic with you. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Marge. Good to see you again. Good to see you. So I want to just um, introduce everyone to the idea or the topic, really, that we're going to be discussing today, which is based on the gene key number 18. And it's it's going from judgment to perfection by way of integrity. And I want to begin just by reading uh, a quote from Richard Rudd about judgment. And he says, judgment is based on the perception or the excuse me, judgment is based on the perceived notion of flaws mistakes and errors and as as we've talked about a little bit margaret before we started this um you know this perception these perceptions really get formed very strongly in our teenage years in our adolescence and um so i think it's interesting to think about what we heard and what we saw and what we thought during those formidable years. <laughs> well, that's a great place to start. You just got me wiggling around in my chair. I'm, all, I'm so uncomfortable right now. Because, <laughs> boy, those teenage years for me were, uh, yeah, a lot of um, turmoil, a lot of that. Yeah, I can see how, how those... Um, those judgments and those uh, flaws and imperfections and <laughs> whatever, you know, were, were perceived and formed at, at that stage of my life uh, through, through, right, through our, through my own um, self-judgment and then also, of course, through the uh, judgment of my parents as well. <laughs> and the judgment of, of friends and teachers right. and school. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. And um, I know that, um, you know, we are really geared toward the negative, right? We get a lot of negative reinforcement. And um, people, you know, like our parents thought they were doing the best, of course, because they want us to grow up healthy and happy and productive and all these wonderful things. Uh, but sometimes that that fight and I literally use that word because in my adolescent years my mother and I and I know a lot of women can can also have this experience but my mother and I it was constant fight we fought about my hair we fought fought about the extreme black eyeliner I tried to put on my eyes we fought about you know whether or not I could date certain boys or any boys for that matter um you know there was all this fighting and then in in school in junior high you know I worked really hard academically in junior high and high school really hard and in junior high I you know I was I was stressed in learning because I had a comprehension thing and so so the negative feedback of grades, you know, um, that tell you you're not smart enough or you're just whatever you're doing, even if you're working hard, you're not performing, you're not, you know, you're not doing what is expected of you. And then that was all coupled with um, a very strong involvement with a with an, um, religion. 
And so from the religion, I'm hearing, well, there's there's good and bad. And there's, you know, and if you don't live this way, you are bad. You are not a good person. Right. And so when you stop to reflect about all the judgments that we began to take in through those important teenage years as we were trying to figure things out and protect ourselves in a certain way, um, it can be formidable for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I want to go through uh, through a description of my teenage years. <laughs> I'm not sure I can handle it right now. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really do appreciate, you know, what you're saying there and, and how, how that really does. I mean, it's such a big impact on, you know, because those judgments that were formed through those interactions and through those experiences, some some that were probably excruciatingly painful, you know, <laughs> emotionally and mentally and so forth. It's, it's like you can see how we develop these patterns of judgments. And, and it's, it, the judgment in itself isn't bad per se like having judgments isn't bad it's it's like what it's when we make it mean something about us when when it becomes our identity right when we identify with those judgments i am this i am you know um not smart enough or or not um you know my clothes make me look uh like i'm um uh, what improper or a slut or this or that, you know, these are the, you know, the words that are coming up in my consciousness around that. And, and, and so what does this mean about me? Right. Yes, and and at a time when we have a lot of insecurities anyway. Right. 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 And so we're vulnerable to those impressions and developing those thoughts. And, um, you know, I also really like, this idea that there are two kinds of judgment and we'll get into this more later, but I allow, I just kind of feel like I want to set it up right now. The first kind of judgment is a fear judgment, hmm. right? And that's when we become the victim of flaws and flaws is actually the dilemma of this gene key, right? Flaws, because when we're, when we're in judgment, we are seeing the flaws of the world or ourselves or the fam family, whoever it is, wherever the judgment is. Mm -hmm. And so we are a victim of those flaws when we are judging from a place of fear. Yeah, boy, that's strong. So, so, and then the second one? The second one is an open heart. So mm -hmm. it's judging with an open heart. And that's what you were speaking to, because judgment is not necessarily a negative thing, right? Especially when we judge from an open heart and that means from wisdom and from perspective and from, um, and we use flaws creatively. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, uh, you know, going along with this, it's, it's, it's interesting how this is. So, you know, this teenage time we're, you know, we're made to, question authority and see, see, you know, to start to see what our opinions are going to be and what our judgments are going to be and what's true for us and what's not. And, and we do that by uh, pushing against our parents, 
<laughs> right? I mean, that's how that's how it's done. And, you know, anybody who, who has been a teenager or um, has uh, been a parent to a teenager knows that this is it's universal. It's it's we're always going to be tested that way or testing that way in in that in those years of our you know from 14 to 21 where that's where we're developing that mental body really strongly and we are testing and if you know i like how richard rudd talks about this uh, in quite some depth of, about you know if the parent is able to not take it personally right to not to recognize you know to feel it in themselves and recognize that they had you know that they tested this as well and 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 that it's just a natural process and don't take it personally then they become this sounding board that is could be a really healthy helpful thing in developing um a, a really strongly integrated adult instead of um, uh, a wounded child uh, posing as an adult, <laughs> which I just, you know, I just feel like a lot of us, I mean, you know, came into adulthood that way as, and for maybe a long time in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And, you know, this also is the time that we are really um, creating the resonances we're really working in the brow chakra this mm. this time of year right so you spoke to the mental process and also the intuitive process and when i you know also our sight our ability to see our, our illusion right and that's where judgment comes in right that um we can stay in that illusion in that judging illusion uh mentally where we're perceiving things incorrectly because the judgments of the flaws and all of that um but i think that um we learn that and these years help us to learn that and so what we can learn is what you see doesn't go with what you're told so when we see that discrepancy that i see it working this way but i'm told it works a different way than what i'm seeing that creates a conflict right that creates a conflict in this in in, in our psyche um we might see something that's uglier or, or frightening Okay. And um, so all of that is, you know, is out of an insecurity. But what can happen with that is we end up really engaging in our roles. So when I think about my own experience of those years, I, what you were describing beautifully, Margaret, about, you know, parents who have the ability to not take things personally and really coach the child and things like that. Um, if, if you don't have that available, then you don't learn how to think for yourself. And I was very much driven by what I was told, whether it's from the religion or the teachers or their parents, right? Mm -hmm. And so it was much later in past the 21, you know, years for me that I began to break away from that and really start being more independent and discerning in what I was thinking, you know? Yeah. That, and that's, that's interesting how those patterns develop. Like in, in my case, there was, um, I, I wasn't, uh, I, I was always in a disagreement with my, with my mother, uh, 
like you said, <laughs> you know, very, very strong disagreements around um, uh, the way that I dressed, the way that I, you know, um, spoke, the way that I did anything really. And, but I could not, I was not allowed to actually argue with her. If, my, if I had a tone of voice that was uh, slightly argumentative or vastly argumentative, I was, I was in deep trouble uh, with my father. Okay. So, so it, I was really, um, that was, you know, curtailed. Uh, and so I feel like that caused this, um, this cementing of the, you know, that she is wrong, that my, that the authority is wrong. And so I was, I had a, you know, I had a big problem with authority figures. And, and so e even though I wasn't necessarily having my own individual thoughts, uh, they were, it was whatever is opposite of what my parents are, are saying is probably true, you know, so, so it's not much better in that, re in that regard. <laughs> oh. That old saying, do as I'm told, do as you're told, not as, you know, do as you're told. Yeah. Do as you're told. Or do as I say, not as I do. Is, uh, That's probably what I was reaching for. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. So, yeah. So, so these traumas and abuses that can happen in, in, in our teenage years can set us, can set us up for these, this pattern of judging flaws of ourselves and others. And um, what I'm looking forward to is discussing, well, then what, right? And how to, what is this beautiful journey? Uh, and what is the judging of flaws of ourselves and others? What does that have to teach us? Yeah. And how can we embrace that to move into the city of this beautiful um, gene key, which is perfection? Mm -hmm. Which is such an interesting word, but we'll get we'll get there. We'll get <laughs> so, there. Yeah. So so let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, let's dive back in. You're listening to Mystic Margaritas. I'm Margaret Miller. I'm here with Marge Bowen on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. 
Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're talking about judgment right now, and we are on our way to perfection, but we're not quite there yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, um, you know, we've talked about this amazing, the amazing teenage years from about 14 to 21 and what we learn and what happens to us and how we come to think the way that we think and perceive the way that we perceive and you know, when, when we find ourselves judging ourselves, the flaws of others, whatever it is, you know, born, that can be born out of experiences we had that can create an insensitivity, actually. And even um, there's only one way to think about something. There's one way and the true way. And I, I definitely had some of that running in my psyche for sure you know from my religious training you know there's this there's the right way and the right way and you know you you do the right way (laughs) and that's it you know um and you know our identity is such an important thing that we're developing here and that can get that can get overlaid by role confusion so those are all the things that can happen to us that help to kind of set us up to stay in this perception of judgment as we go into our later adult years. And Right. Right. I, I just wanted to jump in because that was reminding me of, of what, you know, like the, the shadow of judgment has uh, just like all of the shadows in the, in the gene keys has a repressive nature and um, uh, an active nature. Right. And it's, it's, uh, the inferiority and superiority in this case. And so, so that inferiority, like, you know, self that's, that's tur- that judgments and, and the flaws, you know, are, are perceived and, and turned inward on ourselves. And so we're, we're uh, inwardly worrying and complaining or, or, you know, and judging, judging others too, but, but really internalized, uh, and mostly seeing the flaws and imperfections in ourselves. And then the superiority is sort of what you were talking about there, where, where you can, you know, it's, it's, you identify with one opinion or one way of looking at thing. And that is the only way. And that, you know, and anybody who's not doing that is inferior. Right. So there's this, there's a, there's a lot of things that happen, uh, as we develop those opinions and those judgments and they become, you know, part of our, uh, our personality or our psyche that can be really detrimental, but it doesn't have to be right. They don't have to be, uh, if, as long as we're not, we haven't taken it personally, or we come to a place in our life where we recognize that we have been taking it personally and that, you know, we start to extract ourselves from that, then we can use judgment in a, in a healthier way 
that actually causes us to move into integrity. Well, and this has been modeled so well for us these days, <laughs> and I'm sure always, but, you know, we can see it everywhere around us, right? That, that um, kind of limited perspective that this is the way and the only way. And if you don't believe this way, then you're wrong and I'm right. And that's, you're bad and I'm good, you know, that kind of stance. And I love that you brought up integrity because um, I, I love this idea that our service to the world, to ourselves, to others, our service can't come in anger. It must come from love, wisdom, and realization. That is a powerful thing, you know, and as we move into integrity, to me, integrity, you know, means that I'm going to listen to myself. I'm going to evaluate my own judgments, my own flaws, but I'm not going to do it from that victimized fear place, right? I'm going to start opening up that it can, I'm going to start coming from the other place, the positive judgment, right? Where I might look at the, be inspired by the flaws and be able to see the way, the things that that can teach me so that I can move forward and offer something to someone else, mm-hmm. you know? And to me, that's what, why integrity is such an important piece of the discussion of this gene key. Yeah. And, and, you know, as, as the gift, it's like, as the gift, because it's the gift of integrity. And like you said, it's, it's not just about, it's not about, about doing, just doing things right. According to your, you know, it is about, doing things right according to your own um, internal code of conduct, right? But it's also about what you said about um, looking at the flaw pieces that are flawed and, and not like, not um, uh, really harming yourself by, you know, by harsh judgment of it, but using it as a, as a way to change. And this in, idea of integrity also is talking about, um, you know, it's like how you use that integrity, the word integrity, um, it's used often in um, architecture and and different kinds of, you know, and uh, engineering and so forth, right? The integrity of a material or the integrity of a building or a structure, right? And so so it's like, where's the strength? And I I wrote that, uh, that was actually the first thing on my little notepad today before as I was just, you know, getting ready for this show. It's like, where is my strength? Where, where is my strength? And it's in, you know, I'm, what I'm finding is that it's in that integrity, right? It's, it's the core, it's in the core uh, belief system. And if that is, if that is coming from that fear place, then it's, there's not much integrity there and there's not much strength. But if it's coming from that heart centered place where I'm able to look and go, oh, this is going to help me this, this, um, this flaw that I have, you know, I've been working with my whole life is actually helping me to develop something that's causing me to have a great deal of integrity, a great deal of strength. And that's really an important process because, you know, we, we can't expect the world around us to change 
if we don't begin to change ourselves. And so to, you know, by, by looking at the flaws creatively and being able to um, take what you, even if it's from something going on in the outside of your world, you know, uh, totally outside of your family structure and your work structure and everything, but it's going on in the world. Even then we can learn from the flaws and we can let those flaws inspire us to make changes within ourselves and when we do that, we're able to, we really do have a positive influence in the world around us. And that's how the world changes. That's how it, things go forward. Mm-hmm. And then being able to, I don't know, being able to be, um, uh, somebody said something about, I haven't read this book, but they were, somebody mentioned a book called Anti-Fragile. <laughs> and and uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what it's about, but it, it deals with this the idea that that we really have to you know we have to embrace the flaws and embrace the chaos and embrace the the unknown and and these things and not even though we may be still in in our lives we might still be acting as wounded children <laughs> posing as adults you know in some circumstances. Yes, if, that's right. if, if we if we um, if we recognize that, then we can begin to, uh, you know, not be fragile around it and just recognize, OK, you know, I'm not I'm not perfect. I haven't reached perfection in this area, but I can utilize this woundedness to, you know, to to um, to improve and to uh and to make those changes and that that I'm not I'm not fragile. I'm not going to be broken by this. I'm just going to become stronger. That's really good because we can really um, if we use the, the open hearted judgment, right, where we're accessing our wisdom and our, you know, perception and our all things like that, um, then we can really rather than being so emotionally overwhelmed or vulnerable or reactive. Right. Because that's when we fall apart. Right. That's what you're talking about. That's when we move into chaos is if we are in such a reactive position, you know, stance that everything is just completely taking us. We're just spiraling down at that point. So if we can use that open hearted judgment to be inspired by the flaws and go through a process of compassion with self, that's the open hearted part and learn from it, then that is a that is a beautiful process of integrity for sure. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, for me, uh, one of the things that's been coming up is uh, the recognition uh, of my internal um, complaining and worrying. Like <laughs> it's really strong in my awareness right now. And it's sort of like this is the piece that that in my life I'm I'm working on uh on changing and and bringing it to a new level of integrity and um, you know not not choosing to go there just because it was my default you know I was I, I come by my worrying nature you know naturally I guess because you know had I had that in in actually both of my parents uh, had had that frequency around them very strongly and and so that you know they didn't have the confidence in their own abilities uh, even though they were i mean they were magnificent people and they were brilliant and you know had you know my father was a professor at, um of 
geology and geophysics and, and, you know, I had a beautiful career and my mother was a mother of six and, you know, had raised a, a beautiful children. And, you know, it wasn't that it was just that they internally, I think were at that place of, of so much, uh, internal judgment, right? Internal negative, uh, fear-based judgment that they couldn't do anything else. And, and so now I am, you know, at this stage of my life, I'm peeling off yet another layer of the onion <laughs> and, and really looking at how I, how much I still operate from that worry and and how um how actually um how incredibly detrimental it is on all levels physical mental emotional and spiritual and and just being able to look at that and go okay here we go because mm-hmm. you know i need to not be fragile here i need to be able to just take this and and make something stronger, make myself stronger through the acknowledgement of it and the um, transformation and transmutation of it. Yeah, and I, it sounds like, Margaret, that in order to do that, you've got to, number one, accept that that's the tendency, right? So there's an acceptance that has to happen. And then and then we also need to detach. And sometimes we need to detach from the story that we've fed ourselves all these years, right? Um, and maybe sometimes we need to detach from other people or other ways of thinking too. And I think that, that, um, acceptance and detachment is a really important part of this process. I do too. And it, you know, that's interesting because that acceptance, um, we talked about uh, on last week's show quite a bit, you know, because it's a programming partner for, um, the, the gene key of, of delight and ecstasy, right? That acceptance is, it's really important for us to come into these healthier and happier and, you know, um, more positive, uh, optimistic uh, states of being. We have to come into acceptance of what is. Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't do that, it's not going to happen. We're not going to uh, move into the the more positive states of that unless we can go, oh, look, this is where I, I have been. You know, this is where I am currently, and and this is you know this is what has to change, and, and what a beautiful thing. So yeah, so let's go ahead and take our break, and when we get back, let's uh, see how we're going to move ourselves into the state or the um, frequency of perfection. <laughs> okay, so you're listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com.
How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. We're going to get into some fun discussion about perfection. (laughs) I'm kind of excited about this one. Perfection to me as a teenager. Perfect daughter. Perfect student. Perfect religious girl. Perfect face. Perfect body perfect blah <laughs> I, I was gonna say exactly that word blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the confusion about this word mm-hmm. right is that it is we tend to think it's about performance right and um what do you where do you want to take it from here margaret well, so so this is that's really an, a great way to start because it, it makes me kind of I, I was just noticing, you know, that the per, the idea of perfection does have uh, it's supposed to be the city, but it has this in, in my uh, consciousness, there is a very negative connotation and it's exactly what you were talking about. And so so I'm trying the perfection yeah, so so this is what I was thinking about when we before we started this program today. Okay, I was like, okay, so I know from my uh, previous contemplations of the gene keys and and various things and and life in general is that the the seed of the city, the seed of the uh, enlightenment, right, is contained within the shadow. So how can that be? How can this uh, shadow of judgment lead us into um, the city of perfection and and as you were saying it I was like I have no freaking idea <laughs> I don't have any idea I don't know how to get there and uh, because I have ooh, listen to this I have a, a flawed idea ah. <laughs> about what perfection is <laughs> So what are you going to do with it? I'm throwing it back. <laughs> well, here's what I'm going to do with it. Okay. Let me, let me describe what perfection and, and stepping into the true um, multifaceted, like a diamond. I keep seeing this diamond, right? I keep seeing that diamond, diamond. Multifaceted expression of perfection is that the striving has stopped. The seeking has ended. And we've arrived. You know, so, you know, so the imperfections, you know, trying to strive to perfection is 
of course, has to involve seeing the imperfection of things and honoring those imperfections. That's the flaw, right? So that we can truly appreciate love and have compassion for this, this process. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, we let go of the suffering, we let go of the struggle, we let go of the, the tension, right? Um, and so we have more integrity that gives us the peace and lets up on the struggle and, you know, and now, and that is perfection. Yeah. And that's the diamond of the self. When you're using the diamond, that's what I heard was the diamond of the self. Right. Like the, the actual, um, the, the actual gem or jewel that comes out of Mm -hmm. uh the pressure Pressure, you know the the pressure of life and the pressure of all of the the judgments and imperfections and 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 the you know the strength and integrity that comes out of you know being um subjected to those pressures and then and then coming out the other side as as the diamond as a precious gem yeah huh So, yes, I think we, you know, this, because we can get so confused, you know, by the word, because we, we talk a lot about perfectionism, which is what I was alluding to when I started mm-hmm. after the break, right? And, and that's what I was operating under is this level of, perf- took me a long time to like, to see, you know, it took me a long time to see that I was running perfectionism and then to let it go. And I still can, I still can go into that place. I have to be you know, I can, let me put it this way by now, I can recognize it and then adjust. <laughs> so I've learned enough to be able to recognize when I'm in that perfectionistic self. And then I, now I know how to adjust so that I move out of that. And isn't that perfect? Yeah, well, it is perfect, right? That's exactly it. Because then, then you can, your being is, has taken that deep breath and that pause and has has recognized uh, that everything is perfect just as it is and that really is in just that recognition of that all is as it should be right that that this has everything has unfolded uh, in in perfection um, even our imperfections are a part of that um overall perfection that's i think that's the simple you know that's the simple idea of it is that all of it is accepted all of it is allowed and all of it is is recognized as the perfect form of the universe and you know i was looking down uh i glanced down and i saw the word bodhisattva right Mm -hmm. that in the um in this in this um discussion of uh richard rudd in the gene keys he in the perfectionism he or perfection not perfectionism he talks about uh the bodhisattva uh energy which is um the one who has attained enlightenment but chooses to stay in uh in the physical realm and in the um day-to-day life of the world to help other people to um, to step through that doorway, right? And so, and so that's another idea of of this. It's like when someone has released their um, attachment 
to uh, the judgments and of perfection and instead has now, you know, like just embodied uh, themselves as perfection, then they can, they can then help others to recognize that in themselves. And I, I just, I love the, the, the energy of the Bodhisattva. It just, it really, I, it just really resonates with something deep in my heart. Well, it's really beautiful. And um, Haley Sue in the chat room said, when we shine our light like a diamond, we are perfect. And that's what you're talking about here is that that kind of enlightenment, he's basically holding the space. I liked how you said it, and I can't recall that right now, but he's basically holding the space for others to do the same, saying, look, this is possible. You can attain. We can be here. So come along. Yeah. Right. And that is all, you know, for me, that is the lesson of the chakras right there. You know, that is the lesson of the progressive energy that we are all here to develop, right? The frequencies we're all here to learn to be in, um, because the ultimate is the crown chakra, which is about I am, right? And that's our, that's our greatest light. And when we are in that greatest light, that is a place of enlightenment, and we can shine that out and help others, you know, realize that it is possible, yeah, and that and it and it is. I like I like that she said that. Yeah, when we shine our light like a diamond, like a you know that that uh, prismatic effect that the diamond has, it shines all of the colors. So all of the all of life and all of humanity are are contained within that. It's not like just the the perfect daughter and the perfect you know the the perfect wife and the perfect, you know, hairdo or whatever. Uh, it's everything, even the messiness. Yes. And, and so from an energy perspective, from the chakra perspective, you know, there, there are shadows for each of the chakras too. Why? Because, because that's the perfection we have. We've in, a, in, or, in order for us to really truly be able to recognize what that light is, we've got to have contrast. The contrast are the shadows because that's how we learn. Yeah. And you can think that's, that's beautifully said because, and, and it's like if you were to make a painting and you were trying to um, uh, have something, you know, shine really brightly uh, out of that painting or, you know, really pop out of that painting, what is it going to be that causes that to happen? your shading and your shadows. I don't, I don't know why I chose that as an example, because I, I do not paint <laughs> or draw or anything like that, but, but it just came in as, yeah, that's, it's, it is the contrast. How do you make that contrast is by uh, the contrast to the light is, is the shadow. What's interesting about your analogy of, of artwork is that when you are drawing and painting, you know, there's a thing that you start with the darks first. Mm. And and then you then you begin and you end with the light. <laughs> so you know you can hear that we do we start with the darks first. You know in our teenage years, <laughs> some of that is the dark, right? And that's the dark things we take into our our later decades that we're trying to sort through and figure out and let go of and uh, detach from and you know and so that we can fully embody um, all the all the beautiful parts of who we are 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, see that clearly. <laughs> well, that is, yeah, that is, I didn't know that. And, and that, but it doesn't, that make sense. It truly is uh, the progression of things. Um, and, and then the, per, the perfection is in that, per, that finished painting, whatever it may be. You know, mm-hmm. and it's also it's also making me think about um, and maybe this is something that we can talk about when we come back from our last break here. But but is uh, in 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 many cultures, there is um, uh, woven into like it woven into the the um, the the Persian rugs and the Turkish rugs and, and so forth is a, a deliberate mistake, a deliberate imperfection to um to uplift the enlightenment of or, or the the enlightened state of creator right and to recognize that that in in and of itself that putting that little imperfection in there is um uh lifting it up to perfection that's beautiful <laughs> that's beautiful and i want to re- i want to just say that you know, perfection is not, it's not a judgment. Perfection isn't a judgment. It's a cellular knowing. Mm. I love that distinction. Yeah, I think that that is the distinction. It is, it's, it's, and, and as a cellular knowing, it is contained within each of us. We each have that uh, perfection within us, right? It's, it's the already there. To, that's right. The ability to have it on a cellular note. To me, that speaks to the, the other aspect of brow chakra, which is our intuition, right? Because I would call intuition a cellular knowing too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and a perfection. And a perfection because an intuition is giving you the perfect uh, information for the perfect, you know, outcome or whatever for that moment okay so let's take our break we're mystic margaritas i'm margaret miller i'm here with marge bowen on inspired choices network and we'll be right back have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is Marge Bowen. I'm here with Margaret Miller, and we've been talking about judgment and integrity and moving to perfection. Um, Margaret, you know, I'm such a naturally positive person that this idea that perfection includes includes this cellular knowing that everything is in perfect order right now, right? That, that the way the universe operates, the way the world operates, the way humanity operates, the way we operate on a physical, mental, emotional, energetic level, spiritual level is all perfect. And, you know, that's hard to swallow, isn't it? Because we live in a world that looks far from perfect. And <laughs> so if I were if I were a more negative, naturally negative person, the idea that everything is perfect right now, just as it is, would be a hard pill to swallow. Right? <laughs> it, would, it would be hogwash. <laughs> It'd be hogwash. But I'm a very, but I'm a naturally positive person. So, you know, and, and I also like to, rather than look at the minutia, I like, I, I do do that, but I like to step back and get a feel for the great big picture. And so, um, and so for me, I, I really do believe that everything is, is perfect just as it is. And not that that means it isn't going to change and it's not going to evolve because it will. And we are, but it holds, it holds something positive for me. It holds something hopeful and, and an inspiring aspect yeah, of perfection in all things. I love that. It's, and it's true. I, I, I am also an optimist and a, and and really look at things, <laughs> try to look at things from a really positive point of view. It was making me laugh though, because I was I was remembering um, a, a friend uh, from many years ago um, who always used to say, uh, "It's all good" or "It's all perfect," you know. And, he, and he'd say it, and uh, I remember Doug. Uh, getting really annoyed with it like no it's not you know you might say that you know and and you're like you know because he, he may have been at, at various times using it sort of as a, a you know a, a whitewashing of, of of things or a or a um you know just kind of uh, glossing over some things that that maybe needed to be changed right but it's calling it all good or all all perfect but then okay so I think it was like a week ago or two weeks ago, um, Doug looked at me and he goes, you know, he was right. It's all, it's all perfect. <laughs> I just, I, I just thought it was so great. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think he was right. <laughs> funny because in that moment, right. You can maybe observe the, the attachment to needing it to go a certain way or, mm -hmm. you know, Right. Certainly the resistance that that I want this controlled and it's not being controlled or I want this driven in a certain direction. It's not going in that direction. <laughs> right. And, you know, it, as as you were talking about that, I, I just flashed on the perfectionism thing versus perfectionism versus perfection. Right. Yes. And and how how much. Uh, letting go of gripping and letting go of that control that you're talking about or, you know, needing it to needing something to uh, go a certain way in order for it to be 
perfect, right? That's perfectionism. And that, but being able to let go of that and, uh, and go, oh, I don't even need to, there's not, the energy doesn't need to go in that direction at all. If I'm allowing and accepting, I can see, you really can then see the perfection in something. And uh, so it's sort of the cure. (laughs) But that was a beautiful description of integrity. Mm. You know, you had to move into some kind of integrity with self to recognize how you were preventing that perfect whatever oh that's interesting yes yeah exactly so oh hey guess what we're doing next week what we are looking at uh the 48th gene key which is the shadow of inadequacy the gift of resourcefulness and the city of wisdom and isn't this that isn't that a beautiful um flow from from this from this gene key to the next so it is i'm looking forward to that <laughs> it, it'll be a good topic i think for us because you know and, and, oh sorry don't you think that this um don't you think that this idea of uh that perfection you know you you have to have that deep that knowing that deep like you said, it's a, it's a bodily, it's a, it's tactile. It's what's the cellular knowing, Mm -hmm. a cellular knowing. And that, and that is what I think of as wisdom. Like that's, that's wisdom, right? Is when we have that knowing. Mm -hmm. That is wisdom. And, you know, I, I think it's why so many of us love nature, right? Because nature has such a, such a perfection to it and we can always count on nature we can count on you know what happens in nature and with with animals and even and even the weather you know i mean it's responding perfectly (laughs) we may not like it but now we have to have integrity with that yeah and realize our impact and you know, that we have the ability to change things in such a way that it can evolve. Hmm. Well, wow. Okay. So uh, that was quite a journey we went on today. Don't you think? (laughs) I think I had a little bit of everything. (laughs) I think it was perfect. And I just want to thank everybody for joining us and um, sticking with us through this (laughs) through this wild ride we were on today. Have a beautiful week. (laughs) Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for joining in. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.